Welcome back to the final episode of September. Before we get into my favorite time of year, I mean, I guess in a sense, it is my favorite time of year, even though it's still like in the mid-90s in Texas. I did wear a hoodie, though. I did. We had some 70-degree mornings and some nights like that. When I say hoodie, this wasn't a hoodie. This isn't a, uh, like, a real hoodie. <clears throat> this was like, well, I guess you would call it, like, t-shirt material hoodie. A little lighter. I really just did it to embrace the weather. Pumpkin stuff has been up for a while. Halloween decorations are up. I've got a couple things to hang out outside, but we're going full-blown. I got the inflatable kicking off tonight. Actually, two... Three inflatables. Zombies are hung up. Cobwebs are up. Pumpkins everywhere. Dead bodies everywhere. Corn song, by the way. I mean, it, I'm ready. And I am ready to watch. I actually started watching some quote-unquote creepy stuff early. But I am ready. I am ready to dive into this year. My son's got his costume. Um, we had to, You know, it's always difficult buying for a toddler because... He Well, I mean, I can't speak for everybody else, but for me it is because he's got these ideas. And they're great ideas, but it's hard to find a costume that fits his size, you know. Um, they're, by the way, they're doing construction, so even though I'm, I'm in my, my new studio, uh, you're going to hear some things. And I really am in my new studio. It's, it's a really nice setup. I'm super happy about it. I'm alone, shocker, uh, but I'm in my studio, so I'm, I'm very excited. But they're doing construction. And it's really close to, the studio is really close to where they're doing construction and renovations. So you're going to hear some stuff maybe. I hear it. But if you guys don't hear it, then just whatever. Um, but he has these ideas and you, you know, you order them online and then you're like, okay, I want to get the size and you got to exchange it. And, and then you go into the store and then they don't have the costume. So he's upset and he's like, well, I've got these other ideas. So it's a process. And I get it, man. Like when you're young. The Halloween costumes, that's a big deal. It's a big deal for me. I don't even have mine yet. I don't know what I'm going to be. I've got some old ones. I just don't, I don't like reusing costumes, man. I just, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, it is that time of year. And this is the final episode. This is, you know what, guys? I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. This is a filler episode. This is, this is Brandon had some ideas, but he doesn't want to do them. This is a filler episode. So when I'm recording this, just to tell you, it's the 1st of September. So by the time I re- by the time you hear this, everything I said for Halloween decorations will be true. I do have them out. They're not all done yet. But by the time you hear this, they'll be done. Um, but I got to get my costume. So I still got plenty of time on that level. But it's a filler episode because... After that, it's Halloween. 
I've got great episodes coming up. I mean, coming down off the last episode we did with the guys from the Notes Magoats podcast, going into October, October is fire. I mean, it slaps. Like, it is. I've got some great stuff for October, and I'm very excited. So this one, I wanted to do a filler, and I wanted to talk about, like, dating and meeting people, in a sense. I know, right? It's, it's usually not a topic I, I go into. But I was thinking about it because, you know, I'm watching TV, I'm watching shows, and I'm seeing, like, you know, some of these TV shows or series I watch that, you know, you have a random person that, that meets somebody. I was watching She-Hawk, actually, which is a pretty good show. I don't care what anybody says. It's a good show. And she actually sets up, like, her Tinder profile. She set it up as Jennifer, you know, her, her real person, and she wasn't getting anywhere. And then she shut, set it up as, as She-Hawk and had, like, numerous booty calls which is just hilarious to me. But I was thinking about it, and I've talked about this on Trash Talk, like the whole online dating thing. Like, that that crap blows my mind. I mean, I've met people online, obviously. I mean, you know, you, you interact with people, you meet them on social platforms and all that. That's one thing, but... And I've met people that we've become very good friends and we've hung out. I've met people we've become very good friends and we're gonna hang out. And that is even still kind of a little bit of a mind boggle for me. But dating is so weird to me. You literally look at a picture and read a snippet of what anybody could write and anybody could post. And then you swipe or like or star or send or kiss or what? I don't know. And you start communication and eventually set up a place to date. Three things are going to happen. Four. One, you're going to get stood up. I've heard stories from both men and women. You're going to get stood up. I think that's the biggest dickhead move in the world when you stand somebody up. I understand bailing on plans. I like to bail on plans on a regular basis. I really do. I, I don't, I'm not nearly as social as I come across anymore. I'm just not, guys. Not to say that what you hear is not me. It is me. And I sound like I'm a pretty social dude, right? From stuff I've done and and people I hang out with and what I like. But when it comes down to it, when the microphone's off, when I'm not recording, when I'm not going out, doing stuff for the show or for the other shows, writing, working, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, I really don't. Even the people I like, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. And it gets worse when you have more things on your plate. So I don't, I don't get it. But I do think that when you stand somebody up without letting them know, like, hey, I can't make it tonight or change of plans or, or whatever that may be, like, maybe you changed your mind. I'm not saying, like, lie to the person, but I'm saying, like, be open enough to say, hey, I just really don't feel like going out tonight. You know, don't, don't get somebody's hopes up or I just think it's a dick move. Um, so that's going to happen. Two, you're going to go on a date and it's going to be awkward, crappy, garbage. You're not going to have fun and you have to sit through it for however long. Three, you're going to have a hookup and you go do your thing and there you go. Okay. Four, you might meet somebody that could turn into something. But out of everybody I know that has done this online dating, Tinder, whatever websites out there, apps, websites out there, I don't know anybody that has met somebody on Tinder that has lasted. And if there is somebody out there, please let me know. I'm not saying it can't happen, but I don't think it can happen. And then other people are like, well, we just do this for dating. It's not about lasting. 
So you're just going out to have a boyfriend date, have a good time, maybe get maybe get some sloppiness in the bed, and that's it? Why do you got to go through that hassle? Just go out and meet somebody. There are plenty of people with both sexes, men and women, that will just go to bed with you. You don't even have to go out to dinner. So why go on a, uh, why go on a site and be judgmental? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. You're literally looking at a picture that somebody could Photoshop, doctor, a picture from like five years ago, six years ago when they were 100 pounds less, write whatever they want, and they could be the biggest douchebag. Or you could get option number five, and they could turn you into a lampshade, like Hannibal Lecter style. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But whatever. So I was thinking about that, and I was watching her do that on She-Hawk, and then I was watching another show where these people met at a gas station. And I'm like, we know those stories where you meet people to date. You meet people to kind of hang out with. And I, I have met some people in some strange spots. One of my strangest spots that I've ever met somebody, this was years ago, back in Michigan. I met somebody in court. <laughs> and I wasn't just paying a traffic ticket. I had an issue. Um, <laughs> I've been to court quite a bit, actually. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny. But I have. I just have. Some of it has been for nonsense. Traffic tickets... Uh, didn't have my driver's license. We're talking a long time ago with that crap. Didn't have my driver's license. Then didn't pay the ticket. Then had to go to court. Um, then I've had to go to court for like other people. And then I've had to go to court just because I did some things I shouldn't do. Stupid stuff, you know? Um, and every time I've gone, it's always a place where I find good looking girls. I'm not saying that it's the best, okay? I'm not saying that they're like the cream of the crop, you want to bring them home to mom or whoever, but I've met some. And this, this one girl I met, I, I was there, and this was just a simple paying the ticket situation. Um, a late ticket, mind you. So it was probably like $75 when I got it, and it was like something like 400 uh, when I paid it because I was an idiot. And I remember seeing this girl, dark hair, kind of wavy, you know, fit my criteria back in the day. And uh, I watched her. I was like, oh, man, she's kind of cute. And I watched to see where she was going. Because, you know, they got signs everywhere. Like, if she's going to, like, probate court, you know, you might want to be like, I don't know, because she could be on, you know, could have been drugs, could have been, who knows, abuse, who knows. If she's going to check in with parole, you probably want to stand, stand away from that. Like, yeah, I'm good on that sitch. Not to say that people don't make mistakes and that you should judge them, but, you know, avoid some of the obvious red flags besides the fact that you're meeting a girl in court. If she's going to pay a ticket, who cares? Well, she was going to pay a ticket. All right. And she walked by and said, hi. What's up, you know? I saw her outside smoking. Okay, whatever. I used to smoke back then. We start talking, kicking it. She's the same age. She lives in the area. We exchange numbers. <laughs> we start talking on the phone. This is before texting, really. Like, you could text, but there was a lot of money if you went over those text messages. They start charging like 25 cents a text, you know? Could you imagine doing that now? Dude, people would have like $5,000 phone bills. I met this girl at court, man. We go hang out. She can drive. I mean, I'm assuming she did drive, so I don't know. 
Maybe she had a suspended license. I don't know. Not my problem. And we hang out. We didn't go out and get drinks. Uh, we went went out to lunch. Or no, went to get some uh, like appetizers. And then the next time we met up, we got some drinks. And the next time we met up, we got some more drinks. And then she came back to the apartment. Whatever. But she was cool. She was super pretty, man. She was she she was really pretty. And in my head, I was like, I'm not looking to like have a wife at this age but hey this is sweet and then the other shoe drops yeah so she doesn't end up having a license okay whatever (laughs) and she was paying a ticket but she's also on probation for weed whatever and for drinking so she shouldn't even be drinking and i'm like well this is not a good situation not only is it what, what, what the final straw was, we were hanging out in my apartment, having a good time, drinking, whatever. This is after I found out she shouldn't be drinking. But I'm not her, it's not my, that's her choice. Look, you want to drink, you drink. I'm not telling you to drink. I'm just offering it. You got to make the decision. You could have told me, Brandon, we're not doing that. I want to do something else. But you went along with my party. So you partied with me. And whatever. So... It's got to be like four in the morning. She wakes up and she's like, hey, I got to get going. I got I to gotta go home and shower. I got to go to work. And I'm like, oh, you got to work? She's like, yeah. I'm like, you're probably still drunk. She's like, no, nah, I'll be all right. I'll call you later. Now, when she kissed me goodbye, you get that dragon mouth, right? You understand that morning. You Look, if you're married or whatever, you, you just accept it. I was young and stupid and didn't care. I was like, man, I'm pretty sure I tasted like five of the shots that we just did a few hours ago. Uh, you shouldn't drive. You want me to call a cab? No, I'll be fine. (laughs) I don't know why I'm telling this story. I gotta be honest with you. Probably because it's hilarious. Because when you think about the red flag of meeting somebody in court. But there's so many cute girls there. I didn't say they were sane. I just said they're cute. She got pulled over. (laughs) Look, she didn't hurt anybody, thank God. But she got a ticket. She violated a probation, license suspended. I never heard from her again for months. She finally called me and said, hey, I'm sorry. I got arrested. I got pulled over. And I was like, oh, my God, I told you not to leave. She's like, it's not your fault. She's like, I'll work it out, but I'm moving out of state right now. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. She was moving to Ohio. Well, anybody who chooses to move to Ohio should be in trouble. Um, I go, wait a minute, you're leaving? Like, you're leaving the state and you, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'll get this squared away. And I'm like, okay, good luck, goodbye. Never heard from her again. Like I said, look, the, the it was fun. I knew it was going to end badly, but the middle was a good time, you know? So what do you want from me? But I'm telling you, go if you guys ever have to go to court, even if it's nothing big, look around. Even if you're married, I don't know about the dudes or women that are looking for dudes, but on the girl level, just look. You'll be surprised how many attractive women are in the courtroom or in the court. I'm not saying do anything like I did. I'm 43 now, almost 44. Holy crap. Um, So I'm not going to do that. I'm just saying it happens. There's other places too. I met a girl at Godiva Chocolate. True story. I might have mentioned this on a previous podcast, uh, but whatever. So long ago, it doesn't matter. So Godiva Chocolate, I don't know if they're around anymore. I don't think they are. I think COVID shut them down and they only do... They only have like little stands in the malls or they're in other stores and you have to order online. But they used to have their own individual store. 
you know, it's Godiva. It's the creme de la creme of chocolate and treats and crap like that. Expensive, too. And I'm sure there's better out there now, but it is a name brand that everybody recognizes. And there was, a, there was a store in the mall. And at that particular age I was in, we'd go to the mall quite a bit. Movies, shopping, wasting money. I mean, this was when the mall was dope. You know, food court was bomb. You know, you got you got all kinds of, you know, Sam Goody, FYE or FYI. Oh, FYE for your entertainment. You know, um, you get all the KB toys. Like, this was a bomb place, you know. And we just hang out, shop, get a bite to eat, whatever. And I went by this Godiva place and I looked, just happened to look in there and they, they would do samples. And I saw this girl and I'm like, oh. it was like lightning bolt, boom. Dark hair, shocker. And I'm like, yeah, she's cute. So I didn't do anything, just kept walking. But we walked by again and she was like standing outside with samples. So I was like, I'm getting a sample. My buddy's like, oh yeah? I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get a sample. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get a sample. And I went up to her and I got the sample. And I think it was a chocolate covered strawberry or cherry, like a halfy. Like obviously they're not gonna give you a whole one. Although, I got to tell you, around Valentine's Day last year, I was at uh, Market Street, and they were doing samples of full-blown chocolate-covered strawberries. So I got one for myself. I didn't buy any, because who am I going to get Valentine to? Um, and uh, so anyway, I, I ate it, and I was talking to her, and I was like, hey, you want to go out sometime? I just flat-out asked. Like, no beating around the bush, just boom. And she's like, what? And I was like, ah, yeah, you know, I just want to get a cup of coffee or something. We always went to Cup of Joe's, which was right by the mall. I've, ta- I've talked about Cup of Joe's, one of my favorite coffee shops. It reminded me of the coffee shop from Friends But Cooler and with better live music. And you have Phoebe giving us her stupid songs and, and all that crap. Um, and she's like, yeah, okay. And she gave me her number. It's dope, right? Call her, you know, a couple days later, call her up. We're going to the mall, or we're going to Cup of Joe. My buddy's got to work, so we're going to go early. You want to meet us there? You want to bring your friends? I was trying to make it chill, like not a one-on-one. You know, like my, my crew's going to be there. They can sit over there. You and I can do our thing, whatever. You know, make it safe, right? She's like, okay, I'll meet you there. She's like, I'll, I'll get off work at this time. I was like, cool. So she got off. We got there early. My buddy worked at the movie theater right next door. And my boys were all going to see a movie. And they're like, come on, man. I'm like, no, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for this girl to show up, you know? He's like, well, if she doesn't show up, come on in. I'm like, all right. So she showed up right when they were leaving. Well, we ended up staying. I never made it to the movie. It might have been Pulp Fiction, actually. Like the second time we were seeing it or something. And she came. It's just her. Very, very kind of quiet, shy girl. Very cool. I thought she was pretty. From what I remember, she was pretty. Um... And we're talking, and I think I was I was in the you know mochas because I was in that coffee phase where I was just trying to figure out what coffee I liked. I would drink mochas or caramel stuff. I did a few cappuccinos, but I couldn't just do black coffee then. It wasn't until eh, it wasn't until shortly after that probably because I, I did start drinking black coffee pretty quick. Um, and we're hanging out, and she got some foo foo drink but it was so great i love when coffee shops give you real cups and mugs it's my biggest complaint even about one of my favorite coffee shops here and and right down the street (laughs) not even down the street right next door um 
even when I get, no matter what, they don't ask you if it's for here or to go. They just automatically give you a to-go cup. And I understand on the level of cost, you don't want to wash them, and you got to pay somebody to wash them, you got to have those glasses, and you gotta, I understand that, but it takes away from the coffee experience if you're sitting down, in my opinion. I don't like a to-go cappuccino. Not to say I won't drink one. I prefer the big mug. Matter of fact, I'm going to go later today and get a cappuccino. Even though technically I usually don't drink them afternoon. I like them before noon. Afternoon, you switch to something else. But anyway, um, a lot of the coffee shops don't do that anymore. There's a few, but this place, Cup of Joe, always asked you. And they gave you the appropriate... It's kind of like when you order a beer. If you order a Pilsner, I don't want it in a, in a glass that should be a, a snifter for a stout or a, a bourbon-aged uh, stout or an IPA. Put it in a Pilsner glass. Like when I order my Peroni at this, this local place by me, and they give you the Peroni in the Peroni glass, that's the way it should be. If I order a Guinness and you give me it in a pint glass, I'm pissed off. Because a Guinness shouldn't be in that pint glass. It should be in the proper Guinness glass. Even if it doesn't say Guinness on it, it should have it so you can get that nice head around there. Nice flat, smooth, you know, top. Like, it, you should see it. You should watch it cascade down. Like, that's the way it's meant to be served. So when I go to a coffee shop and I say, cappuccino, and it's in this... Big giant glass and the cappuccino, the big giant to-go cup or to-go crap, whatever, and the cappuccino is at half. It just, it's not the right thing. But Cup of Joe did that. So we could really kind of sip and embrace the drink. We hung out for a couple months, actually. We never, it was real. We only kissed once. And not that I'm trying to give you my, my whole sexual experience with these girls. That's not what it's about. But we only kissed once, which was fine and weird because I couldn't tell. You ever been on those dates where you're like, are we dating now or are we just hanging as friends? Like you don't know if you've been put in the friend zone box or in the um, marinating box. Like I'm going to let this marinate for a while before I take it and assign its, its plate. Or if you're just a dude that's buying her coffee and she just feels like free cup of coffee and she's bored. Like you don't know. I couldn't get that vibe from her. It was weird. Um, and then, like, she kissed me out of the blue. And I was like, oh, okay, rad. But then the next time I went in, she didn't. And I'm like, well, okay. It was very awkward. Well, come to find out. I went to ask her, like, hey, let's go see this movie, you know. She's dating somebody. And she tells me, not only is she dating somebody, She's been in a relationship with this dude for like a year. That's not dating. That's a relationship. Like I understand people like kind of seeing somebody and kind of seeing somebody else so you're not crossing that physical zone because you don't want to be like a, a hood rat, you know? Like I understand that. But you're with somebody for a year and you just decided to spring. Why'd you eat? And I go, why'd you even go get a cup of coffee with me? Well, because you seem like a nice guy and I wanted to. And then I started to like you, but I'm seeing this other guy. So if you're cool with it, no, I'm not cool with it. So I literally told her, I go, no, I am not cool with it. She's like, well, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, does he know? No, but he doesn't have to. We can do different stuff. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I just ended it. Like, I was like, you meet this sweet girl at Godiva and she's super sweet and nice. And next thing you know, she... 
it just blows my mind. So when I start correlating those things, those real life connections to what people do on Tinder, (laughs) it's crazy. It's insane to me. I met a girl. This is awesome. I met a girl at a gas station. It's pumping gas. She rolled up. This is all Michigan, by the way. And I'm telling those stories. My my love life in Texas consisted of a very short window. And like, or I should say not that many people because obviously I was married and all that crap. So, blah. Um, but I met this girl at the gas station. She pulled up. And... I could tell she's having a bad day. You know, you just look at somebody and you're like, oh, God. I said, dude, you all right? No, I'm not all right. I just got off work. I was supposed to go to this party. I got to go home and change. I don't want to go because my friends aren't going now, but I promised I would go, and it's just rattling. Machine gun, spitfire, rambling, everything. And I was like, wow, I'm not sure why I asked that. And I said, well, don't go. Screw it. And she's like, what? I go, why are you going? If your friends aren't going to be there, why are you going? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, you don't have to go just because you told somebody. Just text them. I go, is the person that's throwing this party worth it? Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're a friend. Are they a friend or are they a friend? Like, is it important or is it not? Well, not really. Then don't go. Call them, though. Don't bail. So she called them, right? At the gas station, at the pump. I'm getting ready to pump my gas leave. She goes, hey, thanks, I needed that. And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, man, should I? Let's do it, Brandon. Well, now that you're free, you want to go do something? And she starts laughing, busting out laughing. Like, not laughing like, oh my God, I can't believe this idiot asked me out. Like, just funny. Like, it hit a chord with her, you know? And she's like, yeah, I kind of do. I got to go home. I go, why? I got to change. I'm in my, it looked like, I think she worked at like Red Robin or some crappy restaurant like that. I go, no, you don't. I go, unless it's you're really like feeling it and that's just how you are, you don't. Let's just go. Let's let's go. And she's like, okay. So we went to Library Pub. Now, Library Pub was this bar um, right on Grand River in, I believe it was considered Novi. It might have been f- right at the border of Novi and Farmington. Mm. No, it's Novi, Michigan. I'm only telling you guys this just for story's sake. Some of you know the area, some of you won't. It's north of um, uh, Grand River, so it is in Novi, and it was a cool place. Like, I had I've always had fun at Library Pub. They've had good drink specials. They've had decent bar food. It's great for for like sports games, and we would go there, man. We'd have like thirty people, and we just reserve a whole section, just get rowdy, pitchers of beer, like good times. But they also have a little outside area, and then they have like kind of like a bar top area like it's raised up and it's it, I don't want to say it's more quiet because that's not the case but you could have a conversation this was a random night I mean it's during the week so it's dead we go there we're sitting outside then we go inside and we're just talking having a good time like about everything about her work about me about whatever I was on my way back to my apartment and so I was going to be done for the night. And um, she ends up just being a cool girl. 
I invite her back to my place. We sit outside. We put the heater on because it's Michigan. So when I say it gets cold, it gets cold. But it wasn't that cold. It was just for her, I thought, maybe. So we put the little space heater on. We're hanging out, having a few more beers. We're not drunk drinking. Like, we're just sipping and enjoying life and talking and listening to music more than anything. And um, she, like, gave me her number and was like, call me. Let's hang out again. We did. We actually went to German Park together. Uh, we went to the movies. Like, it was cool. And there was that other side of it. So we started doing that stuff. And I'm like, all right, just a random gas station. Like, that's how you meet people, right? Forget tender. Uh, a couple months, three, four, maybe, I don't know. She Her attitude changes dramatically. She's a very fun girl. And she's still fun. She was still fun. But she invites me to go to her parents' house. We are not on that level, though. Like, yes, we had been dating, I don't know what we were, for a few months. But we're not at that level we we are talking about. It was very, like, chill. Hey, I can't hang out tonight. I'll talk to you in a couple days. Like, hey, I can't. It was not this, like, you're coming over, I'm coming over, we're going out every Friday. Like, that's not what it was. It was consistent. But it wasn't on this what I would consider to be building the the bricks to be this relationship, right? And she asked me to go to her parents' house for dinner. That's a big move. It's big. It's bold. It's a commitment. So I say I'm busy. I was busy that day. I was not lying to her. But I wasn't busy during that time. I just said I was busy that day. I had to work that day. I did have to work that day. I got out in plenty of time. I could have gone, but I didn't want to go. So that day, she gets out of work, gets out, does her thing, goes to her parents' house, calls me afterwards, ask if I'm off work. I said yes. Ask if I can hang out. Sure. I'm not lying to her, right? So she comes over to the apartment, and we're chill. We're in full-blown chill mode. I think we were watching Dazed and Confused, and my roommate comes home. He's like, bro, you're home. He's like, we're going to have some people over. He's like, I tried calling you earlier. I was like, yeah, I'm at work. I was at work. I was like, but I got off, you know, here. And she's like, what time did you get off? And I'm like, oh, God. Here we go. What do I say? Brandon would have normally just lied back then. I would have just lied. Tell you that, I tell you that right now, I would have just lied. So I said, oh, I don't remember, like a few hours ago. A few hours ago? What time did you get off? Hmm. I see the attitude, right? Well, I got off at two. You, two o'clock? You said you had to work that day, and that's why you couldn't go to my parents'. I said, yeah, I have to work that day. I didn't say that was why I couldn't go to your parents' house. She's like looking at me. She's like, are you kidding me right now? And I'm like... I'm not kidding you. Like, I did say that. Like, I don't know. Why didn't you want to go to my parents' house? Because we just started hanging out, and I felt like that was a big move. And she's like, it was a big move. I really like you. I want to, like, just be you and me. I don't want to date other people. Like, I said, well, couldn't we have talked about that before you said come to my parents' house? I mean, what's next? You're going to, like, invite me to go out of town with them? 
she goes, yes, we were going out to our cabin up north. I was going to see if you wanted to come. And I'm like, oh, uh, well, I like you, but we haven't even had these conversations. She got up and left. And I never saw her again. I didn't hear from her. She didn't respond to my phone calls. She, she un, unfriended me or whatever you did on MySpace. I don't think Facebook was around. If it was, it sucked. My buddy looks at me like, bro, what happened? And I'm like, I have no idea. He's like, she's crazy. And I'm like, I know. Now, I know what some of you girls out there are thinking, Brandon. That was really rude. You lied to her. And in a sense, on a scale of one to lie, I guess it's somewhere there, but at the very low end. Because I never said work was the reason I couldn't go to her parents. I just said I have to work that day. I can't go. That's that's what I said. What she interpreted is on her own. She didn't ask me any more questions. I'm happy that she liked me and wanted to progress the relationship. And had we had a conversation leading up to that or, hey, would you ever come to my parents' house? Because I wouldn't have just sprung that up on her. I would have been like, hey, uh, my parents are having dinner. Would you, that be something you'd want to do or should I just go and call you afterwards? She just started, and then you were going to invite me to go to their cabin up north, which probably would have been dope, but now we're committed. Like, we skipped, like, we are completely dating by ourselves, you know, to each other, committed to each other, too. We're going to family functions now. Like, what's next? Ring on the finger, four babies pop out? I met you at a gas station. I'm not saying that's weird. I'm just saying, well, maybe there is something to this. Maybe there's something into meeting strange people at different places. I don't know. This is not the first time that one of these girls, though, had a, an idea in her head and got mad. This was a, a, a Texas one, actually, and some of you guys may know the story. This is before I was married. So, I um, used to write for this uh, sports website, and um, I did... I did legitimate things. It was all connected to college football from every aspect, from every division, from, from every, you know, conference, everything, everything. Year-round, college football complete. During the offseason, there's not, I mean, there are things you can talk about, but sometimes it gets strapped. And I had random ideas. I'd come up with fun ideas and stuff like that. So I talked about, I did this co- uh, article about the best, I think I did two years in a row, this article, um, the top cheerleading schools and squads, whatever, in the nation, um, college. And it wasn't just based off looks. That was configured in it. I had no real criteria. This was all opinion. But it was based off looks, and it was based off what else they did. Championships they won, what they did on and off the field, whatever. I've always been a big... I've always said it. Look, the Michigan State cheerleaders, top 10, not just because that's my jam, that's my school, not not just because of that. That's my team, not because of that. They just always have, especially when you compare them to the Michigan dogs. I mean, they're ugly. Sorry. They've been rough. They upped their game recently. Shout out for that. 
still hate the football team, can't stand Michigan, don't care about them at all, don't care, wish nothing but the worst, but Michigan State's always there. But Michigan State was falling short that year. So I wrote this article, and TCU was number one. They won. So I ended up sending that article to the TCU like school, to the cheer. I started doing like going down the rabbit hole of tracking them down. Again, Facebook was around then, but this was a lot. This was still not as easy as it would be now. Like, who do I talk to in the athletic department? How do I get ahead of this? And I ended up getting an email back from this girl. Her name, I'll keep it quiet. Um, And she said, hey, thank you so much. We, We love the article. It was really fun. And she started reading all the articles from this website and started communicating with me. Well, then I ended up like, hey, I'm actually coming down to Texas. I'm probably moving here. But there's an opportunity I could come down to Texas, hate it, turn around and go back to Michigan and and whatever. That opportunity that was slim to none because there was nothing for me back in Michigan. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Michigan. I love Detroit. I love the people I have back there. But from the economy level at the time that I left, not only was I going through crap, but everything, my jobs were gone. Everything had shut down. I was, I would have had to start over. It was going to be rough. I needed to get out. So I came to Texas. I said, she was like, well, hey, let me know when you get here and you can come to a game. Well, I'm a TCU fan. Look, when it comes to Texas sports, first off, let's make one thing clear. And I've said this before. Just because you move to the state, to a different state, doesn't mean you switch teams. I don't like the Cowboys. I could care less. I'm Detroit Lions are whatever. They've let me down so many times. I don't care. Yeah, sure, they won. But they're still a garbage organization. And until the Fords get rid of them, we are going to have the same thing every year. So I don't care. But I'm a Detroit Tigers fan. I'm a Pistons fan. I'm a Red Wings fan. That's who I am. I don't root against the Dallas Stars. I just don't care about them. I root against them when they're playing the Red Wings. I don't hate the Mavericks. I just don't care. I do think the Cow- I do hate the Cowboys mostly because the fan base makes me insane. Uh, the Rangers are non-existent to me. I could care less. I am an FC Dallas fan, though, soccer, because Detroit doesn't have an MLS team. So, you know, whatever. But when it comes to college football, there are teams I like better than others. When somebody says, what's your favorite Texas school team, it's TCU. I love the way they play it. I love they went to the Rose Bowl. I love what they've done. Like, that whole change of what they've done. The campus is great. This girl was great. Anyway. So I end up coming down there. I end up going to a couple games with her. And I end up also, then there was one time we were going to go and then she couldn't get tickets. So I end up starting to hang out with her. We end up like, she ends up meeting me. Now, mind you, I live, she's in Fort Worth. I live like an hour 20 away, hour 30 away from Fort Worth. It's close to two in traffic. I would take the, the DART to the TRE, that's the public transit, to go to TCU and hang out with her. And, like, we start dating. But I am very upfront with her. She's a TCU cheerleader. I'm very upfront with her. Or was. She's long since graduated. Um, about, hey, I'm not looking. I'm, I mean, I'm not some dude who's just playing around. But I'm not to seriousness. I even got weirded out that she put me in the seats next to her parents. But they didn't. They weren't weird or anything. 
But we start talking as time goes on. And it was, you know, or whatever. Um, she's getting more serious. I can see it. And I tell her, hey, look, you, you know, she was getting ready to go away for like a week or two. And she thought maybe I could fly out to wherever her and her family was going and hang out for a few days. Her family had money. Dang it. Maybe I should have. Anyway. Um, and I told her, you know, I got to work. I got to do things. I, I can't do that. I, I don't know. When you come back, I hang out though. And I was not seeing other people. I was not sleeping around or anything. She's like, well, I really want you there. My parents want to hang out with you. And I told her. I had told her from the start, I ain't the guy. But when I finally had to have that conversation again, she did a complete 180 on me. Didn't want to hang out anymore. Said she knew it. And said, good luck, Brandon. And left. And it blows my mind. Okay, first off, let's go back to the, the source of this. I met her from an article that I wrote. That's insane. I guess that is like online dating. But it blows my mind that you sit there and you have a conversation with somebody. You tell them up front, you are honest, they're good with it. And they think they can either A, change you, or B, that you're going to change. And maybe, maybe some people do. Maybe some people start dating just for fun, having a good time, and they realize, dang, I really like this person. And it turns into this fantasy marriage, five, you know, 2.5 kids, and, you know, whatever, a, a longhorn and a house. I don't know. Maybe they do get together and they buy a tractor together and they're, they're life mates. I don't know. But if somebody is telling you something up front, why would you get mad at them? If you're dating, if I'm dating a girl and she tells me up front, hey, dude, I am dating somebody else. If you're cool with that, we'll continue. I don't know what's going to happen, but this is my situation. That's That's my choice. I can't get mad at her for what she chooses to do, number one, and the fact that she was up front with me. I can't get mad. If I do, then I'm the, I'm the idiot. And if I don't like the situation, then it's my job to say, you know what, I don't like it. But why is it that every time you meet somebody in a strange place, a gas station, chocolate, the courtroom, almost met somebody at a hospital, but I, I don't know what happened to her. Hopefully she didn't die. Uh, giving blood. I met this girl giving blood, but then she passed out and she went to my school, so this isn't like an office thing. She passed out, and then she woke up before I did, like before I was done. And then she went home that day. Then she went out of town for a couple of weeks. And when she came back, she just, I was over it. She wasn't attracted to me anymore. Or I wasn't attracted to her anymore. Um, but I almost asked her out, like right when she was giving blood. I hadn't seen her in my school before. I knew she went there. I think she was a grade younger than me. But, but you meet all these people in these weird places, and they all like, oh, I'm dating somebody. Oh, I'm crazy. I have, I have this many violations and I'm arrested. Oh, you know what? I thought we were going to get together and be married for the rest of our lives, even though I met you at a gas station. It's crazy. So when I think about people going on a website or a Tinder or an app, I'm like, I met people in person that things went nuts. I can't imagine what it looks like looking at a picture, reading a paragraph that anybody could have wrote, you can be catfished from here to next week and then going and just date. I, I don't understand it for the life of me. I also don't think it's because I'm old. I don't. Maybe. What about you guys? What, what are some of the weird places that you meet people at? 
or that you have met people. I want to hear those stories. Go ahead and send me an email at the Life of an Average Joe Podcast at gmail.com or go ahead and drop a comment at the Life of an Average Joe Podcast.com. I want to hear from you. Tell me the weirdest place. You don't have to. This could be a relationship that worked out. This could be how you met your wife, husband, whatever. How, what is a strange place or a strange circumstance that you met somebody? I think those stories are hilarious. So drop those comments. Come back next week as we kick off October. I've got a very special guest. You don't want to miss it. Mr. Dude himself. Check out the Life of an AfterJoePodcast.com for more details on the Voodoo. This is going to be awesome. I am was super excited to do this episode. We had some technical difficulties, but overall it came out great. Guys, drop those comments, drop those likes, drop those shares and follows. Thank you so much. See you next week as we launch Spooky Season Halloween Night of the Living Ghost Zombie Hunter 2022. See ya.